0: Welcome to Southside Fringe Cast. My name is Hannah Fredgard and I'm delighted to present this podcast brought to you by the people behind the Southside Fringe Festival. So what is the Southside Fringe and how did it come about? And most importantly, what is it that's so great about the Southside? In this episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Karina Carey, one of the founding directors of the Southside Fringe. Karina is a busy lady with a fabulous laughter and a real passion for bringing communities together and supporting the arts in the Southside. I hope you'll enjoy this episode.
1: My name's Karina. Everyone knows me as Karina Curry, and um, I'm one of the founders of Southside Fringe. And I'm currently the managing director of Southside Fringe, being incorporated as a community interest company in 2018. So I'm one of the founding directors, and my role is everything: <laughs> general dog's party to strategist to um, bookkeeper to creative influence to curator. Um, I could I could fill the whole half hour.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> that I sounds want. like you're quite busy then.
1: <laughs> just a bit.
0: Yeah, just a bit. So but what is the Southside fringe? Could you tell us in a in a few sentences?
1: Um uh, I could do it in three words. Ooh. A way of life. A way of life. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Uh no, the Southside Side French, really quickly. Uh, it's um, we fulfilled a need. There was a, a real need for a platform to promote Southside talent and performers. And back in so 2012, 2013, we created that platform, and we've gone from strength to strength.
0: And so, what happens when the Southside the Southside fringe is on? What 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 happens in the Southside?
1: In normal times, like pre-COVID and hopefully post-COVID, we normally really we is we're we're almost like a dating agency for venues and events so we've got a really good working knowledge of many many venues on the south side we average about 40 venues a year that we work with and the dating agency side comes because we match them up with event producers event producers get in touch with us they'll kind of describe you know how many people are expecting along at their event what kind of event and we match them up to a venue. We made a lot of mistakes in the early years. We were putting punk bands in old men's pubs, <laughs> but we've learned as we go along. And I think and. In- one year, the most events we've had over 16 days in May was 200 events in about 50 venues. Um, and it just it gives a lot of vibrancy at the south side. We always have a big outdoor community launch, always free to attend. And I think only one year it rained, we've been really blessed with the sunshine. And it is, it's just it's, it's a melting pot for the community to come together through culture and through performance. It's wonderful.
0: Amazing and so so you said that you back when it started that you saw that there was there was that, like a need for it um but how do you actually go from like seeing a need for something like that for something like the Southland Springs and then to actually you know starting it like how what was the first step do you remember what, what, what were the first steps on that journey? Uh,
1: no. I've got a secret weapon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <I've> got... <laughs> um, in a previous life, I was an arts and heritage community development consultant, so I had all the tools. Um, my background, my personal background, Kind of the Fringe evolved. I'm trying to think how far back you can actually take the, the genealogy of the Fringe. Um, back kind of around about 2006, 2007, friends of mine started up a nightclub in Glasgow called Laro Shrumba. And quite um, it's quite pertinent at the moment because it was in the ex-servicemen's club down at Pollock. That's down at the bottom in Menard Road's. Um, Road, Road, the social club it's actually gone well it's been sold this week so it's quite anyway digressing and <laughs> Lara Schrumba attracted, my friends were actors and it tra- attracted a lot of actors, performers, musicians, a lot of creatives on the south side. And believe it or not, at that point, there was nothing really happening. Um, there was a few kind of open mic nights, but it was it was a bit of a cultural waste ground. But when was
0: this? What year are we talking
1: we're talking back to probably about, well, 2008, we'll, we'll put okay. a pin in 2008. Right. Um, a group of us from well, our set up set up further south, a voluntary group, and started talking to people that we knew in the creative industries, and it was myself, Vince Doherty, Karen Fraser and Bruce Morton. Um, comedian who's still with us. I always call him one of the, the forefathers of the fringe. <laughs> um, so we set up further south, but we went about it all the wrong way. We actually had a festival down in Dumfries, full of Southside talent <laughs> called Drumby and the Roundhouse. And our idea was giving Southside a platform, taking it out in more rural areas, maybe doing workshops, things like that. Um, we had a great time, but it wasn't the right direction to head. And then in about 2010, I got involved with the Southside Festival. That was the existing festival, but it was more of a fact, kind of a family day and businesses were complaining because it took all the business out of Shalem's and all went into Queen's Park and the rec grounds. People were spending on concession vans that were coming from out of town. Mm. So I spent a year and a half on the community there and started developing, they called it satellite events, To build around their festival to try and bring business back into the businesses in Shawlands and surrounding areas. And um, I think 2013. Our first festival was the Southside Fringe and it was built around the existing Southside Festival. That was the middle weekend. And um, then 2014, the Southside Festival stopped and we became the Fringe of nothing. (laughs) 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 And we realised we are kind of on the Fringe anyway, being Southside, and it's been beautiful Projects have grown over that time. For example, around about the same time we were having all these thoughts, Cardinal Hale started up the, the Southside Film Festival. Rachel was fundraising for the Glad Cafe. We helped raise funds. We had various events for the Glad Cafe, and we all, the bungalow was starting the next year. Um, we had the Rum Shack, and just it, it was like an explosion of colour on the south side around about 2011, 2012, and um, into 2013. And it attracted all these other creatives and all this other activity. Government Hill Baths, they were getting off the ground at that point. There are art, art, art projects, um, street lands, various things that they had. And it, it was, it was just a cultural explosion. It was an amazing time to be on the south side. It was really was. Exciting vanguard
0: (laughs) wow it sounds yeah it sounds like a real journey it's really interesting because like you mentioned a lot of these venues and um and places that you know that if you just arrived in the south side of Glasgow today like you wouldn't you wouldn't know that they hadn't always been there necessarily you just think that yeah yeah there's always been a great music scene there's always been a great art scene there's always been great um restaurants there's always been but um yeah, that's really that's really, really cool to hear. But so Corinna, what what is it that is so great about the South Side?
1: Um, the people, really. It's, it's all the people. It wouldn't be the South Side if it wasn't for the, the wonderful activities the people on the South Side do. I think because potentially on the back of that period, to be fair, or backtrack a wee bit, there was quite a thriving music scene. Crawford Smith, he was a local promoter that ran Saturday Sessions, and he came on board for the first couple of years and really, really helped us promote it and get it off the ground. He then moved out the area, but um, I do I think there's a real feeling of positive community activism here. And I think a lot of that is potentially on the back of the early embryonic period that I'm talking about where lots of people came together and were like, let's do something. And obviously it's worked. You see what, what's happened and that gives people strength, it empowers them, and gives people confidence. There's a real attitude in the UK of, oh, the government will do it, the local authority will do it, the council will do it. And I think on the south side, we are like, this is our community, we'll do it. Don't wait, you know, don't sit and moan about the bins overflowing at the park. Take a black bag, empty them, you know. And I think there is a real, that kind of attitude on Southside. That's one of the things that I love. There's, I, again, I could fill an hour telling you what I love about Southside.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so have, have you always lived on the South Side then?
1: No, I've been here. I've, I've had connections to the South side since I was about 18. Um, one of my best friends, she's actually in public shields now, but she came through to study at the Glasgow School of Art and lived in Calder Street. And then I had another friend that lived in Bowman Street and used to come through as a teenager. My social life was here. My social circuit was here. I lived very rurally, rurally at the time. I lived on a croft up on the Isle of Mull. Um, once a month, I would come down to Glasgow and it was it kept me sane if you know what I mean just coming down Mm. having a bit of culture away from the countryside and growing my (laughs) tattoos. it was nice to scrub your nails and wear nice clothes and come down so and then I actually physically moved here in 2008 So I have physically lived on the south side, but I think mentally it's back to that way of life. I think mentally I've been a south sider since I was about eighteen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds great. That sounds great. And okay, so if you are to big up uh, the fringe a little bit, the south side fringe a bit, do what? What kind of impact would you say that um, the south side fringe has had on the community and just yeah, just like just to the general area?
1: What would you say? Um, I'm trying to think of the sort of top there's so many impacts I'm trying to think of the top three um, it's probably a good launch pad there's a lot of acts that we had in the first couple of years that have gone on to become quite big it's a very very safe way for creatives to express themselves and experiment with the work. So I think that's quite a big impact. Because of the time of year that we're in, uh, it's it's almost like a preview to various other festivals. And we do get folk testing out shows for the, the fringe, the Edinburgh fringe um, But social, I think social is definitely the biggest impact. The friendships that have been born out of this, the collaborations that have been born out of this, the marriages that have been born through... So, people meeting through the fringe um, and a lot of through the doors over the years, creatives do tend to come with a lot of mental health issues. I know that that's a real stereotype and a generalisation, but creative minds, you're not working full time, you're not, you know, whatever it can be quite isolating and it can have an impact on your mental health and the amount of people that have come through the doors and have maybe been a bit guarded or not really joining in. And then after spending a whole festival with us, they're a different person and they've they've made friends, they've got a social group, you know, so we do try to combat things like that, isolation, somewhere really welcoming. So I think, yeah, social is probably the biggest impact that the fringe makes.
0: Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah. Also, that, economy, yeah.
1: sorry. also economy as well. I mean, obviously, yeah. we're bringing footfall to the south side, so yeah. So, social, creativity, and economy—I would say was the top three.
0: Excellent. And um, so, how can people actually get involved then in the in the in the festival? Like, I mean, what are the various ways? Um, you know, from can you volunteer for the fringe? Can you what? What if you're a venue? How do they get involved?
1: Um, in normal times, and we'll be going back to this in 2022, um, we have a, a physical team um, where we have volunteers. We usually have between about 30 and 60 people each year tend to volunteer with us. A lot of that's at outdoor events. We love having events, the, the The volunteers don't actually want to leave the site at the end of their shift usually. They have a great time. Again, it's back to that friendship. If you're a venue... Um, This year, we're looking at a few new projects on how we can help venues post-COVID, and we're looking at affordable advertising and marketing products through our blog, advertorials, um, our website. Um, Year round, we're always looking for collaborations. For example, I'm working with a couple of girls just now. It was just a random email. Do you know anywhere we could? Um, Grace and George are the Glasgow School of Art graduates. And we're working on a window trail around Shawlands for May. So that's another way you can participate, just by being an audience, take part. We're going to have a venue trail where um, we're using six venues as galleries, the windows of the venues, so it's totally COVID safe. Um, Other ways you can get involved, there's always volunteering roles. Yourself, you're on the advisory group, Mm Hannah, which is fantastic. We have a community advisory group that we recruit each year and that really helps us take on board what the community wants to do. It gives us diversity, it gives us a real range of of ideas and hopefully it gives the volunteers really good experience and for a lot of students, we've been a launch launchpad as well, it's a nice, gentle way to get into the industry. So lots and lots of ways you can get involved.
0: That's like, really exciting, yeah.
1: Yeah, even just liking our socials, reading our, our, um, our, our blog, listening to the podcast, you know, it's, it's a fantastic way of finding out more about the South Side.
0: Mm. Excellent. I particularly love that you mentioned the podcast. <laughs> but, um, now you mentioned you mentioned May and you mentioned a venue trail. Tell us more about that. So, so what? When is that happening? And and what else is happening? What's next for the Southside Fringe?
1: Oh, it never stops, Anna. It never stops. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this is really kindly. Oh. Um, Funding from the local area partnerships, Glasgow City Council. So that was Pollock Shield, Southside, Central, and Langside. Traditionally, they give us money towards our launch. Obviously, we can't have a big gathering. but we maybe could because things are changing again. <laughs> we didn't want to encourage large gathering of numbers given the climate. Um, so what we would like to do is spread people across the Southside. Um, we are developing this venue trail. Venues that we've got confirmed so far are the Icebox Arts and Music Centre down in the Gorbals, that's St Luke's business estate. Um, we've got French HQs on board. We've got a massive big window. I can't wait to see what they're going to do. We've got Govanhill um, Baths and Community Trust on board. And we've got Finn's Place on board as well. So that's for waiting on two venues confirming. And the plan is... The windows will be used as gallery space. We're going to produce a little map, a kind of A3 fold-out that you can pick up in the venues and people can go out and walk the trail. Stuart, who's also on an advisory group, um, is working in tandem with me on this and he is developing a kind of places of interest trail treasure hunt to keep people kind of amused between, you know, whatever's between the venues. It might be historical questions, it might be cultural questions, it might be a bit of the social history. Um, so, they, again, that will all be available online, our questions, and the venues will have clues to the treasure hunts, so there'll be something for all the family keep the kids amused. And down at the ice box, I'm actually going to see Jamie this week and we're hatching plans because we've not really been able to confirm anything as such yet because COVID rules we're waiting to see what's happening. But we do hope that some of the plugged in and wired we can at least like air some of the, the footage that we've got down at the ice box. Some of the acts have offered to come and play live, um, whether we can do that or not, inside the venue. It's the 14th, 15th, 16th of May. We're still not very sure. But we'll also have almost like busking slots around Southside, outside these venues. And we'll have buskers playing on the Saturday and Sunday. So it gives vibrancy to the street. It reminds people... We've gone through this really tough period of COVID, the venues especially, you know, there's not been able to operate at all. So it reminds people what's on the south side and gets people to walk in and hopefully it'll encourage a bit of footfall to the venues that are open. So that's our main plans. Quite exciting.
0: That sounds very exciting. So what's the best way for people to um, just, you know, keep on updated on what's going on with that?
1: Um again our socials. Um we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, hashtag keep it south, we're on Instagram, and also our blog. Um we are kind of updating that about once a fortnight probably at the moment, and the podcast as well, I imagine. You've got some wonderful plugged in and wired acts, I believe. Do oh, indeed, yes. Uh, so tune in to the podcast and <laughs> keep on top <talking>. of <laughs>
0: exactly (laughs) yes oh that's great thanks so much Karina that that, that's really exciting I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming in May just as a final question this is kind of a big question maybe but like if anybody out there is uh, feeling really inspired about this whole journey of like setting up something for the community and like a festival or something like that, like in their own city, in their own community, what what would your advice to them be? Like if they, if they've not even taken the first baby steps.
1: <coughs> um, run. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so when nice. they've come back from the run, then what?
1: No, what would they mean? <laughs> I think it's, oh god going back to those early days I think it would be don't be disheartened grow a thick skin you're never going to get everybody to agree and um, learn how to compromise but never lose that energy I think would be my advice.
0: Let that be the last word of this interview thank you Karina, and um We're looking forward to seeing uh, and taking part in the stuff that's going to happen in May.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Hannah.
0: That was Kirin Akiri, one of the founding directors of the Southside Fringe. We are now going to close the episode with the song Home by Glassworks. Glassworks is a piano and vocal duo from Glasgow made up of vocalist Emily Lassus-Boyd and pianist Dan Brown. I highly recommend that you check out their performance on Southside Fringe Plugged in and Wired Festival. It's online, so simply head to southsidefringe.org.uk where you will find all the links. Thank you for tuning into Southside Fringecast. If you liked what you heard, give us a quick review, hit subscribe, and join the conversation.
2: soon to- You trace a fall.